Section 65 of Is the Bible Worth Reading and Other Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tracy Ann. Is the Bible Worth Reading and Other Essays by Lemuel K. Washburn. Section 65. Can We Never Get Along Without Servants? We recently overheard a remark which made us query if we cannot get along without servants. A lady was commenting on the character of the help, which one was obligated to employ today, and expressed the opinion that, if our public schools continued to fill the heads of children with the notion that one person was as good as another, it would not be long before it would be impossible to get help at all. There seems to be an idea abroad in this land, as well as in others, that a certain class of people are for the purpose of producing servants for another class of people, and that this servant-producing class has no right to give their children an education that is calculated to elevate them above the position of their parents. We are not in sympathy with this idea. If there is one person on this earth that is of less account than another, it is the person who is helpless, who is dependent upon others for everything that makes life possible or endurable. We must confess that there are too many people in this country who are of this kind, who must have someone to do for them what they ought to do for themselves. Why should one person be expected to wait upon another? Why should a man or woman look upon a fellow being as fit only to be a servant? Is one born to serve and the other to be waited upon? Such notions have no right on our democratic soil. In this country, there must be no caste, no division of society into classes. We rejoice that such a criticism of the character of the help employed in the houses of the rich, as we overheard, is true, for it reveals a condition of things that may lead to what is much needed today, viz. a simpler mode of living on the part of a great many of our American people. Is it necessary to live in such a way that a dozen or more servants are required in a home to keep it in order? We believe the community in which all are independent and none are servants is the ideal one. Why should not this be the ambition of the race? To live in a manner that will leave others their independence and encourage in them the desire for a home. Our children all ought to be taught to work and be made to work and not be brought up with the notion that they have the right to expect others to wait upon them. We do not wish to imply that one individual should not consider it his or her duty to help another or to work for another. What we desire to convey is this, that if more people did more of their own work and waited upon their own wants more, they would not only be doing what is best for themselves, but also what is best for the community in general. For men or women to be dependent upon servants and almost helpless without them is not a condition to be proud of, but to be ashamed of. The man who cannot harness or drive his horse, the woman who cannot buy and cook a dinner for her family, has not been properly educated. The home in which there are the fewest servants is the happiest home, the father that brings up his sons to work, to know how to earn a living, the mother who teaches her daughters to cook, to sew, to do housework, is doing them good, not harm. There are too many know-nothings and do-nothings in the world. It is honorable to be useful in this world, and it ought to be dishonorable to be useless. 
Let us work for the day when we can get along without servants, when life shall be so simple that each family can do its own work. The servant system is but little different from the slave system, and it ought to be abolished. The money man gives to get him into heaven is what he ought to use to improve the earth. The Unitarian walks with a cane. The Congregationalist, Methodist, Presbyterian, and Baptist go with crutches. The Episcopalian has to be pushed about in an invalid's chair, while the Roman Catholic crawls on his hands and knees and is led around with a ring in his nose by a priest. End of section 65. Recording by Tracy Ann.